So today we're going to talk about God's eye. Is it that, like that? Eye? I'm becoming very good. I'm improving every day my English. Can you feel that? Yes. So clap for me, please. <laughs> so we're going to talk about God's eye. And uh, beloved, I want to tell you one thing. The best thing in this life is to see things the way God sees them. I want to repeat this. It's very good to see things the way God sees them. Most of the time, we are seeing things on our own way, and it's becoming a trouble. That's why you can see this is a black, this is a white, this is a red, this is a yellow. I'm asking myself, God is seeing the same thing. I don't think so. God is seeing us, children, all of us. No exception. But with human eyes, we're seeing different things. We see this one is more educated. We see this one is a stupid. We see the other one is, I don't know. Because we are seeing things with our human eye and especially, you know, with this fallen nature. I don't think we can see things good sometimes. And today we're opening our Bibles in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Let me get my phone. So as I always tell you, I'm thinking in French and translating straight in English. It's not easy. (laughs) So don't be surprised if you see me starting speaking French here. You just understand me. I was saying we're in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. So I think this story, if we take our time to start reading this story, we may, t- we may spend more time, but we all had a chance to read this story. It's about uh, the prodigal son or the lost son. You know, uh, we had a chance to listen so many different times, uh, messages about this story. But I believe today we're going to see it in another way. And I believe God wants to, if not to encourage you, but to teach you something new from this story. First of all, I want to mention that uh, this story didn't really happen. It was just an illustration uh, Jesus was giving. Because, you know, by the time people, I think people, they they had a problem on thinking. Their thinking or their intelligence maybe was very low. Then Jesus was facing a very uh, difficult situation like to, to, to exactly explain to them what was going on? Because they, they, they were not able to catch exactly what God, Jesus was saying. That's why you see most of the time Jesus was using uh, illustration just to make them understand. You know, when we were uh, at primary school, at the very beginning, they can't tell you one plus one equals two. No, they take two things and they show you this and this. Two together becoming two, right? <laughs> so that's the way Jesus was dealing with them, like, like children, because they had a problem to listen. Jesus himself was like repeating, children, children, children. For sure, there were children by the time. But I think we thank God because today, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure our intelligence is, uh, is really high. Because this day we have smartphones. We have uh, so many different things. So we thank God for that. But uh, if you read this story, 
it's, it's, uh, I mean, this illustration is giving us so many teachings. And myself, as I was reading, I was about to feel the whole book, writing, 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 because I was getting so many, so many teachings. But I say, oh God, I don't want to spend more time with your people. I just want to use 30 minutes. Otherwise, we're going to sleep at church. <laughs> so the good thing in this story, this story is talking about three people there. And we're going to talk about the three of them. Uh, and let's see what God wants to teach us. So the first person is the, this, the uh, we are seeing in this story, we see the father with his two sons, the elder one and the younger one. So we're going to start with the younger one who just came to his father and said, so father, you just give me what belongs to me, then I'll leave. So we start everything by day. I really love the first, this boy. I love him. And you may be surprised. What? You love the boy? Yes, I love the boy. I love the boy for some reason. I love the boy because he had a, 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 a creative mind, if I can call it like that. So the time his elder brother was just sitting, doing nothing, if I can call it like that. But him, he had an initiative, if I can call it like that. And he took a step forward, go and see his father. In this life, the bad thing is not to fail in what we are doing, but the bad thing is to not try. Can I repeat that? In this life, the bad thing is not to fail in what we are doing, but the very bad thing is to not try. I'll give you a simple example. Two boys in the church with one very beautiful girl. So this Both of them, they love the girl. But one of them is courageous. He took his courage to go to the girl and say, you know, I love you and I want to marry you. But the other one is dying inside himself. Oh, she's beautiful, I wish. And at the end of the time, the courageous one will go and tell the girl and he's going to marry the girl. And you know the problem will be with the other guy who really loved the girl, but he wasn't able to try saying something and you'll be so, so sad. You'll be very jealous. It's happened so many times. <laughs> you see? So oh, it's just a way to encourage the church to be trying. Don't be afraid to try. It's always good to try. Because most of the time we, are, we don't uh, achieve things because we are afraid to try. It's always good to try. That's why I love the boy, because the boy tried. He went to his dad and said, okay, you give me what belongs to me. And this guy did like four good decisions. I don't know if I call it good. Let's see if his decisions are good. The first thing is to go and ask. And the second thing, after being given what he was asking, is to leave now the house of his father. The Bible is saying after some days. He didn't leave the very same day. That means they gave him maybe today, but he took at least two days again at the, at the house of his father, then leave. In life, sometimes, you know, we can do the first step to go and ask. But to leave after being given what we're asking, 
it's another thing. We can change our minds. But the guy was determined. Are you calling determined? Determined. He asked, they gave him, and he took his thing and leave. He went somewhere, and things didn't work very well. As we all know the story, he found himself in a very bad situation. He wanted something else. He took another decision, is to go find a job. Because most of the time, when we fail in what we are doing, we just sit there and say, oh, no, it's over. But the guy was not like that. After failing for the first time, he decided to go and find a job. Are we really doing that sometimes? Or if you fail, you just leave it? I was touching a very big point at the beginning to try. And the second thing, if I can insist on that, is to try again. We don't have to try only once. But we should keep on trying. Keep on trying. Keep on trying. Because we don't know. Even the Bible says, sow in the morning, sow in the afternoon, sow, sow, because you don't know which seed you're going to produce. So you try. And if it didn't match, try again. Amen? Amen. I love the way you are looking at me. <laughs> I see. You're so concentrated. <laughs> That's very good. And you know, the guy went somewhere and he found himself in a very bad situation. Worse than before. So his situation was going like low, 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 decreasing and decreasing. And he found himself feeding uh, are you calling pigs? pigs. But I'm trying to imagine, you know here in America, you guys are clean. I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes if you see pictures from Africa, you see, so these people, are they really human beings or what? Because they're living in a very dirty place. So I'm seeing a pig in Africa and a, a pig in America. It's very good. Sometimes we don't see even where they are just raising them. We just see the meat in a shop and you buy <laughs> but sometimes if you get a chance to see where those pigs are living, you'll be surprised. Most of the people, like women in Africa, they don't eat. It's not because they are Muslims or other things. No, because it's very, very dirty. So they, they, they just don't want. But by this time, in this century where things are very developed and things are becoming more clean than before, I'm trying to imagine by the time in which environment pigs were living. So this boy found himself in that situation, but the Bible is saying he's starting, he wanted even to eat the food of those pigs. Oh my God, that's nasty. <laughs> yes. But by the time, he, couldn't, he had no choice. He wanted them to, to give him that food. But no one could give him that. Because I'm imagining maybe there were guards there. Walking around, and if they see him putting something, hey, you, give it to the pigs. <laughs> Amen. And the last good thing he did, that is the best. He came back to himself and said, No, I can't live this life. I must go back. So if we see the life of this boy, it's exactly the life we are living today. We are making things worse, worse, worse. We don't want to try. We don't want to try again. We don't 
want to go back to our father. And this illustration is just telling us about the way sin can take us in a very low level. You see, a human being who wants to eat pig's food, it's very low. That's what sin is doing in our lives. It's taking us from where God wants us to be and putting us down, down, very down, very low. Sin. Sin can destroy the life of a, a, a man. And the devil is enjoying that because God, when he was creating man, he created man to be the ruler of everything. And that was the reason of the jealousy of Satan. Then he said, no. So this one going to rule on me too? No. I should create something. So he just put a man through sin in a very low situation. So brother and sister, I want to tell you, if we, there is something we must avoid, is sin. Sin is a very bad thing. Sin can take you to a place where you're going to be wanting to eat even pig's food. It's a very, very low place. I don't want you and I to be in that place. So let's avoid sin. As I told you, I have so many things to say about this boy, but we're going to sleep here. So let's go to the second. And the second is the father. And the father in this place is giving us the image of God himself. Look at this father. The son coming to me and say, Father, give me what belongs to me, then I'll go. He didn't have any argument with the boy. No, you know, you're still a young boy. You know, you better stay here. I can take care of you. You know, you know. No. Oh, you want your, your thing? Okay. By two. Forgetting even himself. He was the owner of things. But if you read the Bible, he divided all the things by two. Forgetting about himself. That's the heart of God. The creator of everything. But he took everything and giving to us. If you read the Bible, he didn't say, okay, man, you're going to rule on this and this, but not this. No. You'll be the master of everything. Wow, what a heart. We don't have that. You see a parent, even though he's giving things to his children, but he's saying, okay, you're going to take this, but not this. This is for me. You're going to keep that. But God didn't keep anything. He just gave everything to us. That's the heart of our Father. What a good Father. And the Bible is continuing to say, after the Son went, the Father didn't stay there and start rejoicing. He's gone, he's gone. He was pissing me off, so now he's gone, so I can enjoy. No. The Bible, I'm trying to let the Bible speak what it didn't say. So let me try to give the Bible some words right now. Because the father, after his son gone, maybe he heard about the situation of his son. That's why he became more sad. And the Bible saying he was out of the gate when he saw his son coming. I don't think he knew that the sun was going to come that day. Probably he took some time living the same life 
like every morning, just coming there and sitting, expecting his son to come. You and I have been sinning all the time. But I want to tell you today that our God is sad and is out of the gate waiting for us to come back. Are we really willing to come back to our Father? At the very same time when I was talking with Pastor Andy, I touched a point. I start doubting of a God sitting on his throne, ruling. Woo! In this earth. As I'm speaking to you here, if the, I just receive a message like, my son Gabriel is having a serious problem. Guys, I promise you are going to stop by here and go. Right or wrong? I think that's, that's the heart of a parent. You may be doing something, but if they tell you something happening to your own child, you're going to leave everything you're doing and go to rescue your son. So if us, with this fallen nature, we are ready to leave everything and to go help our sons. Do you think God can just leave us living this situation and ruling there, sitting on his throne, and just singing for him? So God is there. Holy, holy, yeah, yeah, no. Since we fell in sin, God stopped being on his throne. The Bible says he came down through Jesus to come and look for us. Him who is holy decided to leave that environment. Like this father, he was a rich man. He could be inside his compound and controlling the things the way it was going. But the Bible says he was out of his compound, out there waiting for us to come. We have a good father. He's like this, waiting for us to come. But we should try, try, and come back. And when we come back, we're going to find him waiting for us. The Bible says when the son came, he just prepared words. So I'll tell my father this, I'll tell my father this. Maybe he was even repeating that. Father, I'm not deserving Father, I'm not. So when I go there, I'll tell him this. But when he was there, he saw his father and started doing the very same thing, but the father didn't even care. He just told his servant, do this, do this, do this. Make him look good as a son. He was so excited. He was very happy. The Bible said there's a feast, a party, whenever one saw come to Jesus. So whenever we come back to our father, is very happy. Amen. So we're going to go to the last one. I don't think I took more time. And that was my plan. And I thank God for that. <laughs> so the last one is the elder brother. The Bible said when he was coming back from where he was, he could hear from far music and the dances. I don't know. Was it so open for him to, to hear the dance? Because that's what the Bible is saying. He didn't see. But he could hear people dancing. I don't know if you can hear people dancing. I know you can see people dancing, but this guy and he was so exceptional, he was so special to hear the dance. 
I was thinking we can only see the dances. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are getting what I'm saying. So when he saw that, he called one of the servant and started asking him, what is going on there? So I want to delay a little bit on that place. You know, in this story, I don't really blame the elder brother, but I'm blaming the servant because he is the one who reported to the son. That's my preach. So I want to just delay there. I don't blame the elder brother. But I'm blaming the servant. They called him. What is going on there? I'm pretty sure the way he explained to the boy made him very, very mad. Don't you see that? Because he is the one who reported to the, to the, to the brother. You know what? <laughs> Your brother who took everything here, the one who took everything and went, is the one who came back. And you know what? Your father just decided to make this party happen. The way he explained to him changed the heart of that boy. I think you never heard this before. That's why he told you. It's a good story, but full of teachings. So here's the teaching. Most of the time we do that work of that servant. What are you saying when they ask you about someone? What are you saying when they ask you about a church? About your neighbor? What are you saying? It's a very big point. Because what you're going to say can destroy or create. If you never seen someone here, let me take a simple example. Simon. We don't know Simon here, right? Well, Simon is my friend. And I come to you and say, you know, I have a friend, his name is Simon. He's a very big thief. If he came here, pay attention. Because when he's here, you should take care of your cell phone because he's going to take everything. So imagine before he came in here, I tell you, he is Simon coming. How are you going to react? All of you are going to take your phone. Hey, Simon is coming. <laughs> Amen. So depending on the one who is giving the report, if this servant could explain in a very gentle way to this boy, I don't think this boy could go in so mad that way. Because the Bible at the very beginning doesn't say the elder brother was very mad when his brother took uh, the things and went. No, the Bible doesn't say that. That means there were a good relationship between them. Because the brother didn't take his portion. He took his own portion and he went. So there was no need for him to be angry. Because he knew his things were there. But the things changed his mind. I'm pretty sure is the one who came to report to him. So brothers and sisters, that is the way the church is behaving these days. How are we doing when someone who did something wrong in this church went and come back? How are we looking at him? <coughs> I said at the very beginning, we are talking about God's eye. God has a way to see things. But how are we seeing things? 
Are we really seeing things the way God is seeing them? And that was not it. The son was so mad, he didn't even want to go in. I'm imagining this guy just destroyed him. That servant, I'm sure he just told him even other things the Bible didn't wrote. How can a person be so mad and refuse even to get into their own camp and maybe send someone, call my dad? And his dad came out. Dad, sure. After all this time I've been with you, so faithful. You never, never allowed me at least to kill a small god and enjoy with my friends. Imagine a person start loving his friend more than his brother because of the report of that servant. And his dad told him, Oh, my son, all I have belongs to you. But this brother of yours was lost. And today, he's found. He was dead and today he's raised. So you just come and celebrate with, with us. God has his own way of seeing things. When you're seeing someone like he's nothing, God is seeing something. That's what is killing even our country today. We want to see things in a very fallen nature system. That's why we see people saying, all white police officers are bad. And others are saying, no, black are bad. And the nature is divided because we are seeing things not the way God is seeing them. If we can do an effort to see things the way God is seeing. Because this father was not seeing a person who just took things and went to enjoy with prostitute. Because that's what the son was trying to explain to him. But the father was seeing a son who was dead and came back to life. This church, we want the church to grow. But we should ask ourselves, what are we doing to make this church grow? Whenever a person coming in here, how are you looking at the person? Amen. I was praying God and say, God, help me to really see things the way you're seeing them. Let not be like that servant. Who by his report can destroy everything. The time you're going to pay a visit to a person, what are you saying about others? Because you can change a person's mind by what you are saying. A person may be respecting Mephis. Oh, I like this guy. He's so gentle. But one day, you go there and say, ah, that guy. You're the one who's saying he's good. He's a very bad guy. And you're going to change the, the way of seeing of that person. And next time, the person who's very so gentle with me can even change his way of being with me because of what we said or what you said. So I'm praying God to give us the church a capacity to see things the way he's seeing them. Let not be destroying this place. God is not seeing us black and white. 
That's why I lack and I love Light of the Nation because we are doing our best to put all the cultures together. That's the way God is seeing things. You want to see a black man sitting here. You want to see a yellow man sitting there. And you want to see a white man sitting there. And it's so beautiful for people, brothers and sisters, to be together. And God loves that. That's the way God is seeing things. How God is he seeing America? Is he seeing America like a place where black and people, they don't like each other? No, I don't think so. God is seeing America like a nation where people are together, where people, exactly like the name is saying, the United States of America. God wants to see unity. If you are in this place and you are looking at other people, down, it's a sin. And that can take you in a very low level where you're going to find yourself trying, you want even to eat the food for the pigs. So let's change our way of seeing things. Let's not be so proud of ourselves. Because maybe God is not seeing all those things. We are all children of God. We are all brothers and sisters. I'm crying for America. I'm crying for even Africa. We may think like these things are happening only in, in, in America, but everywhere. I'm from Africa. I know what is happening. Even in one nation, but you see people dividing themselves in tribes. They'll say we are from the eastern part and you are from the western part. Is God seeing things that way? I don't think so. So that was the few things I wanted to share with you people of God. The God's eye. To see things the way God is seeing. If this elder son could see what the father was seeing... He couldn't be mad because that was his brother. We are brothers and sisters. Let's really love each other with the true love. Let's not be loving each other because of the benefit we're going to get from that person. Amen. Who was blessed this morning, at least with one word? I'm the first, as I told you, I was really blessed when God was teaching me this message. I was really blessed. And I said, God, really help me to see things the way you are seeing them. So if this morning we're going to take a decision to see things the way God wants is seeing them, we're going to be blessed. God is not seeing people killing each other. God is not seeing people hurting each other. God is not seeing people divided. But God wants us to be one. God wants us to be really one. If we have black, we have white, it's not because God wanted just to make himself happy. No. But it's the beautiful, we call it a mosaic in French. We put things together different colors. And it's so beautiful. So can you close your eyes where you are and say, Father, teach me to see things the way you are seeing them. Not the way I'm seeing, but the way you're seeing. Feel free to open your mouth and pray. Ask God to show you how to see things the way he sees them. Let's pray in Jesus' name.